This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. And we do realize that uh, there is a game uh, between the Steelers and the Browns, a Thursday nighter. But we're going to divert our topics here a little bit tonight because why, Daryl? Explain it to the good folks that are uh, subscribing to the podcast that we love so much. Well, we want to give you a little something different than just the uh, the typical breakdown. And plus, let's be honest about it, Andy. There's not a lot of positive stuff to talk about. And I think that everyone still has a little hangover from that Jets game. And depending on the outcome of Thursday night's game, I give you a little uh, some lighthearted fun in, in, in talking about good things like Joe Thomas being nominated for the, uh, the pro football hall of fame officially. And uh, you know, his prospects of being a uh, first balloter, uh, Joe Hayden retiring uh, on Wednesday officially. And uh, he's going to sign a, a one day contract to officially do that as a member of Cleveland Browns. And then kind of look back at some of the, some of the most impactful players since 1999 and where Hayden kind of really fits into that picture, because let's be honest about it until recent history, we've not had a lot of impactful players since 1999. So hopefully this will be a lighthearted uh, look down memory lane, uh, look towards uh, some of the fun stuff to come uh, starting hopefully next year with Joe Thomas and uh, him getting enshrined in Canton and getting his bronze bust and gold jacket and all that. So Hopefully this will be something fun for our listeners to uh, enjoy. All right, Daryl. So first let's talk about Joe Thomas um, and his big weekend with the uh, Browns Legends Club. And the Browns Legends Club is a little bit different than the Ring of Honor. I don't know if most people know this, but there there is the Browns Legends 
are plaques that are outside First Energy Stadium, and they recognize what is essentially the Browns Hall of Fame. The guys get um, they get a brown jacket, and you know it, it, it memorizes or memorizes. That's probably the right word. It uh, it celebrates the time that some of these players have played for the Cleveland Browns, and that list is probably like more of a fans list. You know, when we talk about uh, players that that Browns fans liked. And so Joe was inducted this weekend and a uh, very big honor for him. And we had a chance to talk to him about it in the pregame show. And I think he was really, really thrilled with being able to be a part of a, a legendary group, which primarily is a lot of guys from the pre 99 uh, era of the Browns. Yeah. Not, not a lot of legends from the expansion era. Dequal Jackson is Joshua Cribs is, um, I think Phil Dawson is as well, uh, but they're, they're outside of that. They're, they're just not many. Now, uh, quite a few of the current Browns eventually will be Browns legends, no question about it. Joe Hayden, we'll talk about later, but he'll definitely be a, a Browns legend in five years when he is eligible for that program and that. But, yeah, I mean, Joe, unfortunately, he will be remembered most for – outside of the consecutive snap streak, because obviously that's what stands out about him, is his durability and just the the three-ring circus that he managed to survive week in and week out uh, around this football team. Um, I looked it up. 29 players attempted a pass with Joe Thomas, a quarterback. He blocked for 19 different starting quarterbacks, but 10,363 consecutive snaps, That that's pretty incredible to do. Um, and when you look at a lot of those seasons, Andy, it would have been understandable if Joe wanted to take that 17th week off and he never did. Um, and so he is a testament to perseverance. He is a testament to professionalism. Uh, he is a testament to community service. Uh, we, uh, I'm a member of the pro football writers of America, Cleveland chapter, we voted to name our player of the year award in his honor. Uh, we made that announcement during his retirement ceremony in March of uh, 2018. Um, he won the Dino Lucarelli good guy award twice, which we vote on every year that is given to somebody who uh, not only uh, contributes in a very positive fashion, representing the Browns uh, in the community, but also uh, for cooperation with the media. And I can tell you, Joe never said no when myself or my colleagues wanted to talk to him in the locker room. Um, there, in those lean years, I mean, there were literally days where we would talk to him on Monday. We talked to him again on Wednesday and then on Thursday, and we tried to leave him alone on Friday, but a lot of times we couldn't leave him alone on Friday because that's when the starting quarterback would be, uh, announced. And so we'd have to go back to him and Hey Joe, what are your thoughts on so-and-so? getting the starting quote. And he was always the consummate professional. He never publicly threw his teammates under the bus. Uh, when speaking with us, he always uh, was as upbeat as one could potentially or possibly be. So um, that, that was great to see. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, to next August. Um, so before we get to that, I, you know, I go back and I think about what it was his last season or second to last season when it looked like he might get traded to the Denver Broncos. There were a ton of rumors flying that, you know, he had a chance to to make it to the playoffs and do things that 
he never had the chance to do while he was playing for the Browns. And his answer on the pregame show last week was just all about, you know, who are you? And there are things that are bigger than some of the things that people might think are important in life. And, you know, his family uh, playing for the Browns, being a member of the community, all of those things, <clears throat> excuse me, really stood out in his life. And that, you know, when he had the opportunity, I mean, they said to him, do you want the trade? And he was like, no. And so, you know when that was done? That was the 2016 season. That was yeah. the one. That was the one in 15 year. And then what? What? Not only did he say no, he wanted to stay, but then the next year he, uh, you know, and until he got hurt, but um, his last season, the Cleveland Browns didn't win a single game. It's amazing. All right, so let's um, let's talk about him in Canton. And you know, you think so? I think so. Everyone I've talked to has said he's going in next year. He'll be a first ballot guy. I think um, he but, has to be quite frank. I mean, I just, when I look at the the list of modern uh, nominees there, Andy, mm-hmm. he, I, I just, I, I think you never take it for granted. You never say shoe in. I mean, we, we, we have uh, not necessarily on this podcast, but we have talked in the past on the air about uh, Clay Matthews getting robbed uh, for right. Hall of fame. And it looks like he's not going to get in and, um, the Browns put him in the ring of honor, but I, I think that the problem for the Browns is they didn't have anyone in that building that really did a national push on his behalf to, to, you know, to really get to the voters. Um, Cause you'll see that where franchises will campaign a little bit to the voters on behalf of their players is the, the voting process is going through and the Browns really don't have a strong alumni department. Now they do a lot, you know, we taught they do a lot of great stuff with their alumni. Don't misunderstand me, but like they don't have your main alumni department type thing. Um, so there, I just, I don't think that the organization did a great job on behalf of Clay Matthews, the year that they put him in the ring of honor, the franchise should have done a full court national press to try and get him into the hall of fame. And I know that comes off as a criticism of the organization. And and I don't mean it to be a direct criticism of the organization, but I I do think that that could have helped um, Clay's case, but now he's in this seniors committee thing. And so are hundreds of other potentially deserving uh, guys. So it's going to be real tough for him to get in. Joe, I, I do feel like, when I look at this list, Andy, I think he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I think that his longevity, uh, the 10 Pro Bowls that he made, uh, the fact that uh, he was a, uh, not that they consider where you're drafted, but he was selected third overall. He absolutely lived up to that. Um, you look at organizationally, um, cynical fans will say, well, he never played in a meaningful game in January or, or whatnot. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think the fact that he played at a pro bowl level for over 10 years uh, was named an all pro multiple times, pro bowler 10 times um, for a franchise that let's be honest about it was the laughing stock of the national football league in constant chaos. Uh, I believe six head coaches just off the top of my head. I think six head coaches, uh, six or seven general managers, two owners. I mentioned the quarterbacks, 19 starters. How 20... many offensive coordinators? Oh, I didn't even, think God, about I, that. I, I didn't even tally or that. Or line coaches. 
Um, so uh, I, I think that that speaks to his resiliency. And again, the consecutive snap streak. So I do believe that Joe Thomas will be uh, inducted uh, and go through this process. They'll narrow it down in November uh, to 25 semifinalists. Then they go to the 15 finalists, which will be voted on Super Bowl weekend. And my expectation is that Joe Thomas will advance in each one of those rounds and ultimately be introduced as a member of the class of 2023 uh, at uh, NFL honors Super Bowl weekend. All right. So Daryl, I want to talk more about Joe Thomas hall of fame and the other, I mean, it is interesting when you look at the list that they put out from Canton, how many ex Browns are on the list uh, as a modern era nominee. And we're going to do that when we come back on it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. We're back after the. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's always game day in Cleveland brought to you by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, we talked about Joe Thomas uh, being one of the 129 modern era nominees for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Uh, Daryl, I want to spend about four or five minutes just talking about other Browns that are on that list. You want to quickly go through these with me? Yeah, sure. Can I start with Josh Cribbs? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Start with Josh. I, I I think he merits absolute consideration. Um, I don't think he's going to get in uh, ever, and it's unfortunate. I wish more special teams players would get in. Not only was Josh Cribbs a returner, but he was a gunner as well. He was a top tackler. Uh, on special teams uh, too, but he holds uh, a boatload of franchise records in the return game. Um, but I just, unfortunately, kick and punt returners are somewhat disrespected in the Hall of Fame process. I think he's deserving of advancing. I just, I don't think he will. He's This is not his first time being on this list. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because I do think he's someone who should merit more consideration than he actually gets. So Daryl, both Josh Cribbs and Brian Mitchell are under consideration as special teamers. Brian Mitchell has is number one in kick return yards. Josh is three. Yep. I think if Brian Mitchell gets in, it opens the door for Josh a little bit. And I don't think Brian Mitchell's getting in either. Yeah. So, but I think if you keep your eyes on that, that might be a, um, an indicator. Like you look at all the punters and kickers there, right? You look at some of those names, you know, Jason Elam, Fegels, Gary Anderson, uh, Sean Landett. I mean, these are guys that I grew up watching. Right. I, you know, Ryan Longwell, <clears throat> Pat McAfee, <laughs> the media mogul. He's up for like, none of these guys are going to, are, are going to get in. And again, 
it's it it's not because I don't like I think some of these guys are absolutely worthy, but they're just uh, special teamers or, or discounted uh, when it comes to Hall of Fame balloting. All right, let's fly through some of these names because I, I just it's weird because I don't think of them as Browns all the time. So we'll start with the quarterback, <laughs> especially the quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean Jake Delhomme and Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I, I don't, he, neither one of them are getting in, but nope. it is nice to say they played for Cleveland, right? Not really. Oh, okay, then not really then. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have fond memories of Jake Delhomme and Jeff Garcia. Delhomme, real nice man. Um. I don't know what to say about Jeff Garcia, so I'm just going to leave I it. I figured there. we'd just leave it at that. Um, when we go to the running backs, there are 17. I think this might be our one of our better shots for another Brown, Jamal Lewis, um, who absolutely good. put up Hall of Fame numbers against the Browns when he was playing for the Ravens. But it, I would think if there's anybody else that might have a shot, he'd be him somewhere down the road. He's he's going in as a Raven if he if he does go but in. But you don't go in as a Raven or a Brown. You go in. They put all the names of the teams you play. I, I understand, but I don't consider him a Cleveland Brown, even though he had a thousand yard rushing season the the when he was here. Um, I I think he I think he should thank if he does go in. The Cleveland Browns should absolutely be on his thank you list. I mean, basically every Baltimore Raven and Pittsburgh Steeler that gets into the Hall of Fame between 1999 and present day, the Cleveland Browns should absolutely be on their list of thank yous because all of these guys destroyed the Browns for years and years and years. But yeah, I don't consider Jamal Lewis similar to Del Holm and Garcia. I don't consider him a Cleveland Brown because he just didn't spend enough time here. All right. Speaking of destroying the Cleveland Browns, in the wide receiver spot, you have Andre Risen. Ah, bad moon rising. Hey, you know what? At least Art Modell isn't around to go panhandling for his bust if he gets in, right? That's true. That's a good point. Uh, well said. I'll leave it. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, let me keep going down the, the list. Da, 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 da. I'm trying to remember who the next guy I had on here was. Um, we already talked about Joe Thomas, so we're good there. Lomas Brown. Yeah. One um, year, 99. Right. Yeah, his stay here was brief. Um, uh, I, I remember Lomas real nice man, real soft-spoken man, uh, in the prime of his career, he was one of the best in the business, but again, one of those was here, but I don't consider him going in as a Cleveland Brown. Um, Willie McGinnis, uh, hang on, Patriot, not a Cleveland Brown. He's a, he's a man genius. That was, you know, Back in the day when Eric Mangini tried to import every expatriate and jet to Cleveland. Remember that? Oh, we I the, remember it well. You know what? We, I've, we were the Jets and Patriots West. Yeah. Willie had um, some, you know, some pretty good stats. A $2 million signing bonus. Um, he had a $4 million average salary from 06 to 08. And then uh, in 08, he signed for $3.5 million. So, I mean, his best statistics were were – Cashing checks for the Browns. Agree or disagree? I uh, I agree. But you know yeah. what? You know what he what he was though. He was a. I mean, we were his retirement plan. It was great. Well, aside from being the retirement plan, he was like the coach on the field too. He yeah. was the babysitter. I agree with you on that. I'll give you that. Um, but he's de- he's deserving the Hall of Fame. He should be a Hall of Fame. No, I think so for his play with the with the Patriots for sure. One hundred percent. Sure. Yep. Um, why am I, I – I'm missing somebody else. I think I'm missing one other Brown somewhere, and I can't remember. Am I missing anybody? 
I'm looking at the DBs right now. See if I recognize any names here. Um, no. Oh, Revis Island is up. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's up. It'll be interesting to see if he, uh, uh, you know, moves through. I, th- I think those are the Josh Cribs was the last one as I'm looking yeah, through the list. Yeah, okay. we, yeah, we touched on Cribsy. So I think we checked all I think we checked off all of the uh the legitimate Cleveland Browns and then the uh honor I call them the honorable mentions. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um all right, so we talked about Joe Thomas. Let's talk about another Joe. Joe Hayden uh will sign a one-day deal. I'm hearing that it's at the end of the month. Towards Halloween, actually. I heard it's towards the end of October. So if anybody was expecting to see him at the Steelers game, uh, he's not going to be there. That's what I was told, okay? Now, things can change, so don't hold me to it. But I was told that it was going to happen towards the end, towards um, uh, towards Halloween, and that he would not be at the Steelers game. Because I was like, man, for a team that's had horrible news over the last couple of days, the thought of Joe, uh, Joe Hayden coming to the game on a Thursday night against his team – the Steelers, uh, it was very, very uh, interesting, the timing, correct? It was a nice narrative shift. The Browns get an A-plus for the attempted PR narrative change. (laughs) And by the way, the Browns will be hosting the Bengals on Halloween, Monday night football. Oh, well, that makes sense. Are we getting a trick or treat on Halloween? Uh, we'll find out, but um, that's that's yeah. Uh, so to wonder wonder what Hayden dresses as for Halloween. Hmm. But you know what? Here's the thing about Joe. He was uh, again similar to Joe Thomas. Um, he hated losing so ba- so much. It it really ate away at him. And you know, I don't get this take that some fans have that consider him a traitor because he ended his career with the Steelers and had some, he played very at a, at a, at a high level uh, as a, as a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But like, look, Sashi Brown's the one that showed him the door. Joe Hayden would have finished his career, a Cleveland Brown had he not been cut. Like that's the one thing that Hugh Jackson railed against that I will actually defend Hugh Jackson on. Uh, he was full of it with everyone, everything else, but cutting Joe Hayden, uh, Hugh was a hundred percent right in how wrong that was. Um, he, when he was here, how about I mean, Brock Osweiler too. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he bled orange and Brown. Um, he was, you know, committed to the community. Um, yes. Uh, he did have the, the brief suspension, uh, for the substance violation. But he owned forgot up to about that. it, didn't you? Most people yeah, forget I about mean, that. But, you know, he owned up to that. And, you know, he really, after that, really, like, had dedicated himself. But, yeah, the, he really cared about playing for the Cleveland Browns. And he really, really wanted to win here. So when fans get on him because and, – and want to, quote, disown him because he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers – I just, that's not his, that, I mean, part of the reason he signed with Pittsburgh Andy was so that he could be close to Cleveland still. And, you know, he had really settled his family in Northeast Ohio. And we forget that these guys are human beings. They have lives and families and they have, they have houses and, 
you know, picking up and moving is not easy to do. Anyone that's done it in their life will tell you what a pain in the backside it is. And, and, you know, he still loves uh, Cleveland. Um, and I, I think it's uh, great that he's signing that one day contract. And in five years, he'll be going into the Browns legends club too. Yeah. I, I just, I remember when he first did, it, I was like, Oh man, why do you have to go to Pittsburgh? Everybody. Lo-. I mean, I was there in the beginning and then it all made sense to me a little bit after. So, I mean, I was probably one of those people to me. I was like, of all the teams to go to, he's going to the Steelers, but I wasn't mad at him for making the business decision. And I think that it was a family decision too. Yeah. It's just, it just wasn't a business decision. It it was a a family decision. And the Browns cut him. I mean, he can go anywhere he wants. Yeah. I mean, uh, and I'll be honest with you. I think that I'm actually kind of happy that that happened for Joe so that he didn't have to suffer through what they went through from 2016 and 2017. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, I'm actually glad for him that he got to play in playoff games with the Steelers and got to have that experience and in, in some career f- uh, fulfillment there. But I, I do feel like that uh, those that are on the high horse about the whole Steeler thing need to come off of it because they're, I, I would say since 1999, uh, when you talk about respect for the fans respect for the history of the franchise, which let's be honest about it. There's been a, a, a strenuous disconnect between the original team and this one, uh, this expansion version. Um, like he really like embraced all of it. So um, I, I think he, he, he earned the fans respect and love and he deserves it. He, he really does. All right, Daryl, let's do this. You know, we're talking about all these great players from the past a little bit, and we talked about the Browns legends. Let's look into our crystal ball because, again, there are only three players, I think, Jaqual, Josh, and now Joe Thomas, that are in the Browns legends that are post-99. We're going to go back and look through what might be kind of a Mount Rushmore of draft picks and guys that might be there somewhere down the road. It's always game day in Cleveland. Back after this. It's always game day in Cleveland, and he is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, Daryl, uh, we're going to do a little test here, have some fun. Uh, we're going to go back and look at some of the Browns players that have been here since 1999 and do what with them? We are going to uh, come up with future Browns legends who's okay. going and, and potential Hall of Fame consideration once the five-year window opens up. How's that sound? Yeah, I don't um... – so we're just going back and looking at it. Oh boy. You've got Hall. Of, I don't know if we have a lot of Hall of Famers from the last five years. Uh well, we, we got a couple. All right. So we've already talked about Joe Thomas and Joe Hayden. So we'll right. They're they're in the Mount Rushmore there, right? Right. Phil Dawson is not a Browns legend. I apologize. I thought he was because I just assumed that he was. So uh memo to the Browns Legends Committee. Can we get his ass in there, please? Like, yeah. One of the best kickers in franchise history. Need to get need to get Phil Dawson a brown jacket. I, I'm going to say that needs to happen next year, Andy. Okay. I think he needs to be in the class of 2022. I do too. I'm with you. I think he should have been in. Although, I mean, it's not like the guys that are that they put in before him weren't worthy. You know, like uh, you know, know. Bill Nelson. You, you and not this year's class, but last year was Dequell Jackson and Bill Nelson. The year before that was Josh Cribbs and Webster Slaughter. 
The year before that was, was Eric Barnes. I think that yeah. Phil, Phil Dawson should have gone in before Dequell Jackson. Yes, I think he should have too. But I, I get it. Um, are there any other? Who, Don Cockroft is in, isn't he? I think Don's in. So modern, yeah, Don went in in 07. Yeah. So modern guys, we uh, Joe Hayden should go in. Yep. I've already campaigned on behalf of Phil Dawson. You're welcome, Phil. Okay. I'm, I'm sure he Phil. needs your help. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex Mack. Yes. I think should be should be a Browns legend. And I think now I don't think he has the resume for it, but I do think that he'll, you know, he'll get Hall of Fame consideration. I don't know how far he'd advance in the process, but once he becomes eligible, I do think he'll get some Hall of Fame uh, consideration. Um when he does retire, Joel Batonio, 100%. Right. Yeah, I'll buy not that only, too. Not only a Browns legend, but Hall of potential Hall of Fame consideration if he continues to make Pro Bowls. He's made four straight Pro Bowls. So if he keeps going to the Pro Bowl the next couple of years, absolutely he should be in consideration for the Hall of Fame upon uh, his uh, retirement. Right? Correct. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I, I've right. got some names I want to throw at you if you think they should be legends or not. But all go right. ahead, finish yours. Okay. I'll give I'll give you my names. I'm gonna go. I, I'm just gonna zing through all the years because I can see at least one name around every other class here. Right. So now I'm gonna look on the current roster right now. Okay. I have a ton of Browns legends. Miles Garrett. Yes, obviously. And he'll get Hall of Fame consideration. I don't yep. know if he gets in, but he will get Hall of Fame consideration. Again, we're I'm based on the trajectory of their careers this is all based on okay okay uh, nicholas jamal chubb yes definitely right yep um denzel ward worthy of the legends yes, yes. will be worthy of the legends when his career is all said and done yes yes um and wyatt teller i think will be a legend We'll see. We'll see how much longer, you know, I, I agree because the, I mean, if you want to go back and look what the prereq is to be a member of the legends, and maybe we could have done that uh, a little bit. I mean, really all you have to do is played for at least five seasons. Yep. You have Which to be a major, have. a major contributor. Doesn't mean even mean you have to be a pro bowler, a major contributor at your positions and uh, retired for at least five years. So and he, he and Joel arguably are the best guard combo in football. Yeah. How many years does Wyatt have with the Browns now? This is only year. I think it's his third, third. Yeah. He's got to get to five years. That's the well, one. Remember he got a contract yeah. extension too. Oh, so that's right. That's right. Yeah. He's going to be here. Like they, they're, they're paying him <laughs> and they're paying him very well. So um, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, th those of those four guys on this current team will be future legends. The rest to be determined. With an uh, with an opportunity to play themselves into legend status, but those are the four guys that really stand out on the roster right now: is Teller, Betonio, uh, Miles, and um, Chubb. All right, let me go through some of the names of guys that have played here since '99. The first name I would put again: we're talking about just being a Browns legend. Did you were you a major contributor at your position? Were you here for five years? And obviously, a lot of these guys have been out of the league for more than five years. Tim Couch. Uh, 
That's tough. It is tough, isn't it? It is because you know what? Yes. Yes, I, I agree. I think, he, I, I think he deserves it. Um, did he put up the statistical numbers? No, but he really went through hell for this franchise and uh, really, I mean, literally bled for the Cleveland Browns um, in their startup. So, yeah, I, I, you know what? Next year needs to be Tim Couch and Phil Dawson. Wow. Look at you go. All right. I'm going to give you two. I'm going (laughs) to, let me fly through some of these other ones. Ready? All right. From that next draft class or the next worthy draft class, which was 2000, Courtney Brown and Aaron Shea would be eligible out of that class. Dennis Northcutt. Nope. I don't know if Dennis, did Dennis have, Uh, Dennis definitely had had nine years. Was Dennis a major contributor? Yes. I'm not saying he won or lost, right? No. Just saying. Contributing to the Steelers advancing in the playoffs, maybe. He should be a Steelers legend. All right. Uh, Man, it is tough. It's a tough Uh, room. I can't believe you've not named the only pro bowler drafted by Butch Davis. William Green? Where are we at here? Hang on. No, the only no, just like, uh, William I Green in inel- William Green is ineligible, only four years. But Who's your pro bowler that I'm who'd I go by? Go ahead. Ryan Pomprion. Oh, Ryan Pomprion absolutely should be, uh, <laughs> should be don't laugh. Don't I laugh. Can't, I can't believe you blew through my butch. You can never say Butch Davis did not draft a pro bowler here. He drafted Ryan Pomprion, the long snapper. I and like Ryan, Ryan Pomprion. And, and, and Ryan was great for the eight or nine years that he long snapped until they got the yips. And you know what they say about long snappers in the knee and the yips. What is Once that? You get the yips. That's it. All right. That was a lame attempt at a rhyme, but you, you worked. It was good. Uh, by the way, and I forgot to bring this up while we're just giving kind of shout outs here to former players. One current player that we need to give a shout out to um, would be our current long snapper. Charlie Hewitt just had Hewlett just had a baby. Congratulations, oh, Charlie. Congratulations, Charlie. It was on Instagram. Welcome to uh not sleeping for the next 18 years. <laughs> no kidding. Um <clears throat> good for you. Yeah, you're not gonna like this. I, uh that's good. Let's let let's go. This isn't about what I'm gonna like because you know what? If I don't like it, it means good content. So he's ineligible. I thought he would be eligible, he's not. If you were going to say Braylon Edwards, I, I we were ending this podcast. Kellen Winslow. No, absolutely not. He only played four years, so he, was, he would be ineligible. But abs, absolutely not. Well, I'm just saying. Um, I don't. How many years Edwards had? Too many. Nope, he didn't have enough ineligible. Ah, close. He was in his fifth year when he went to the Jets in '09. Oh, before he uh, took a swing at LeBron. He did have five years. <clears throat> he would be eligible. Uh, yes wow. or no? Who, Braylon? Yes. No. Five years do is what you, you want needed. 60, do you want 66,000 people booing, his, booing during the whole entire ceremony? I'm just going with what the what, pre-rec. What, what are you honoring him for? What contribution did he make to the Cleveland Browns besides? He played five years for the team. Oh, he, oh, he survived five years with the team. Yeah, um, 
Boy, it's tough after. Ah, uh, here's another interesting one. Hang on. Let's see if he got five years in. I would have said. Did he get five years in? No, he didn't. TJ Ward, four years. Are you ready to kill me or no? No, he he would be. Um, he's one of those that got away. Like his career took off as soon as he got the hell out of Cleveland. <laughs> like so many Browns. Jordan Poyer in Buffalo right now. Every every time I watch a Bills game, that dude's like breaking up passes and, and picking them out of thin air. Um, yeah, his career really took off. And uh, very happy that he won a Super Bowl with the uh, Denver Broncos. Good for him. I'll be honest with you. I don't see any other names that would be worthy. So, yeah. How I about? Think, um, I think I covered them all. I think you, well, you got the ones within the last five years. How about our top draft pick in 08, Bo Bell? No. I'm going to say no? that's a negative ghost writer. The pattern is full. Wow. We're out of time. We're done. Next, Bo you're going to try and nominate Dwayne Rudd or Dwayne Rudd and Dwayne Bow. <laughs> Or what are their helmets? What are their helmets? Can we just nominate the helmet itself? Or one of their uh, canceled paychecks. <clears throat> all right. We should get out before we get in trouble, Daryl. Daryl, <laughs> it was fun. Let's come back on Sunday night. We'll talk all about where the Browns are after three games. How's that sound? Sounds like a plan. All right. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, and if you did today, man, we love you. Subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of the show, Why don't you hit us up on social media, either Instagram or Twitter, at GameDayCLA. See ya, Cleveland. See ya.